This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question that is on your mind, uh, don't ask me. That's a terrible idea. What you need to do instead is go to No Nonsense Forex on YouTube. Run a search. Chances are I've already answered your question. Uh, or, if you can't find it there, go to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. Link will be provided down below in the show notes and in the YouTube description. So a couple things before we get started. On Saturday, I tweeted out, and if you're not on my Twitter, it's about time. (laughs) Get on my Twitter. It's at the very bottom of every single podcast episode um, because you would have missed this. I tweeted out that the IG Client Sentiment Index, which was relatively obscure until I mentioned it in the Big Banks video, then it became pretty highly searched for on Google and YouTube and things like that. Um, But for the longest time, IG didn't have it right. They put it on Daily FX Plus, which was only available to a limited amount of people. It was a big mess, but they finally fixed it. It is now available for everybody to see, and I will link that down below in the show notes as well myself. But make sure you save the link and bookmark it, because now you can access that anytime you want. It's pretty great. Um, They've cleaned it up and they have made it accessible to anybody who wants to view it. Now, I've always told people not to chase sentiment, but that does not stop people from looking at it anyway and trying to find their own ways to utilize it to their advantage, which is fine. That's actually a good idea. Uh, Just because I tell you that I don't advise you to, it doesn't mean there are ways to exploit that information. So definitely add it to your arsenal, test it out, Uh, Remember, too, it might not work as well as things normally do with this uh, recent Forex climate we have had of very, very low volatility. Uh, But now you can have this tool in your arsenal regardless. Also, Canadian traders, do not think for one second that I have forgotten about you. I have been trying very hard to get a recommended broker for Canadian traders. You guys are... I think number four in volume on the podcast, and I think uh, five on YouTube. So you guys make a really big part of my listener base, and every broker I have recommended has left you out of the equation. I am very much aware of this, and I have a good one ready to go. We just don't have all the dots connected as far as legalities and regulations and things like that. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is because I will probably be making a video for them once everything is sewn up, um, but it just didn't happen um, before the final episode of the podcast. So all of my killer Canadian traders out there, just hang with me as best as you can. I've done everything I can do on my end. Now the ball's really just in their court, and hopefully it will not take any longer than it already has. Uh, But certainly stay tuned. Um, Just because all of the material is officially ending right now does not mean I don't reserve the right to make other videos on this channel in the future as I deem them appropriate. You know, a lot of stuff could come up. I might think of something that I meant to make a video on a long time ago, but just never did. And it's something that might bring value to you. Um, And a recommended broker for Canadians would certainly bring a lot of value to a lot of people and not just in Canada. Uh, But yes, this is the last piece of material you are going to hear from me for a while. Um, I said everything was coming to an end at the end of December because I was still working with a couple other brokers who don't really work quickly. Um, I did have to extend things out a little more. But as far as the regular material goes that comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, this is officially the end. 
And traders, do not be sad over this. Um, I have 163 videos out already, if you include podcast episodes. And if somebody brand new is coming in and said, I want to learn a great way to trade Forex, and I were to answer them, hey, I have a great way. Um, come check out my 700 videos, and after you watch them, you'll kind of be ready to go after you do years worth of testing. Most people would be like, no, I don't want to do that, and I would not blame them. 163 or 4, whatever it's going to be, videos of material is more than enough for anyone. It's probably excessive. And I know some of you have gotten used to my nasally twangy voice coming into your airwaves twice a week, which I understand. I have a very close relationship with the, the podcast I listen to as well. But it is certainly time for me to stop giving you new information. You have so much in front of you. You have so much to do that it's time you stop consuming content, which is a big hurdle a lot of people have to get over. A lot of people fall into that trap. They're just content consumers. They're not doers. But take what's in front of you and get to work. Um, fill the void of your podcast life with other podcasts. Um, if you go to episode 12, the blog for that, um, I list a whole bunch of other ones that I listen to. And that's how I filled the void of other podcasts when they went away. Um, but for anybody who cares, as far as I go, uh, this, this is certainly not the end for me. Um, I have decided, I'm like 90% sure I'm going to do this, but I am going to write a book and see how it goes. And if it does well, I'll probably write others. I'm going to kind of segregate it into kind of like how I did with playlists on YouTube. Um, now, I don't know how long doing this takes. I'm going to self-publish because I have a couple authors in the family and they've told me the horror stories about having other people try to publish it for you. Um, so I don't know how long this is going to take. But again, if you're on my Twitter, you will know when it comes out. Uh, maybe I'll even make a video about it. I don't know. But I have that flexibility, which is nice. And I also said before, I want to leave a legacy, you know, and online is one way to do it. But books, see, you know, as old school as they are, are another way to do it, too. A lot of people have expressed interest in uh, reading a book that I would write. It's not, it's not going to look like my blogs look. <laughs> my blog is the definition of amateuristic writing. Um, so it's going to be a little more buttoned up than that. And it's going to be mostly stuff you've already seen or read before. But if you're interested, that will probably be out at some point. And I will tweet out when it does. Also, I don't think I'm totally out of the YouTube game just yet. Um, like I said, I will be adding a couple of videos on a no-nonsense Forex uh, as they become appropriate, but I am considering a new channel as well. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's not going to be super exciting, I don't think, to most people. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be financial, but it's going to be a lot more meat and potatoes and a lot less of the, the sugar, I guess. You know, more informational. It's going to be much, much smaller. I can tell you that right now. And it's just going to be a little pet project. And the one thing I'm going to make sure I avoid is having a schedule like I did with No Nonsense Forex, having something come out every Monday and Thursday. That drove me crazy. You know, I worked so hard to get out of that structure of being told when I had to have something done. And then as soon as I'm out of it, you know, a couple of years later, I end up putting myself voluntarily right back into it. I did not like that. Um, I like having flexibility and fluidity to do things whenever I want and say, hey, this is probably what I'm going to do, but I might not. I might change my mind. You know, that, that's a good feeling to have. And I'm going to take more advantage of that. So when this new channel comes out, videos are just going to come out whenever they do. And uh, we're just going to ride with it. Uh, but again, I'll tweet that out as well. 
And also, some of the affiliates that I have chosen to work with over the years want me to do some promos and speaking gigs and things like that. So I might actually become public. How about that? Uh, it was actually kind of fun being the man in the in the shadows, but uh, I think uh, it's about time I step up and become a little more known. And that's going to tie in with um, the answer to the question, uh, the number one question I have gotten more than anything on this channel. Um, it was the question I got the most on Ask VP when I had that. Uh, I get it often on the YouTube comment section. People just cannot seem to wrap their heads around why somebody would go through all the work to put this material out there and then also not to charge for it. You know, like they couldn't just couldn't wrap their heads around why somebody would do that. And they always say, hey, I would pay for this material. And I, I used to get that all the time. I'd be like, look, thank you for reminding me every single day how much money I'm leaving on the table. Um, but I put some real thought into what I wanted to create and why I wanted to do it. So without bearing the lead, and I've alluded to this already, and you're going to hear me as I'm bearing the lead, you're going to hear me reference back podcast episodes like I often do, but maybe even more now because a lot of things I've talked about have led up to this. But episode 68, Experts Are Not Experts, and then the episode I just did, uh, episode 81 about hedge funds closing down. So I was happy being a professional Forex trader and metals trader and not doing too much else. I had some businesses that were just getting off the ground, uh, which were non-Forex or financial related at all. And I was listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos about these traders being interviewed. You know, like I said, most podcasts out there are interview-based podcasts. So there really wasn't much out there until this came along. You know, if you wanted to have a podcast and learn about Forex at the same time. But every once in a while, I would listen to these and it would really make me angry when it was all said and done because these Forex traders would get interviewed. And most of them, I think, were doing the right thing by avoiding fundamentals, you know, or at least they never really talked about fundamentals a whole lot. They were mostly technical traders, but they were talking dirty dozen tools. They were talking support and resistance lines and Fibonacci. And uh, even if, if they were bold enough, you know, if they were really avant-garde, they might even talk about moving average crossovers, the, uh, the, the golden cross and the death cross and how these things were about to come up on certain currency pairs. But then they would also say how they're getting paid by different hedge funds and different firms to provide them with this technical analysis. I'm like, that technical analysis? That level one, fresh out of baby pips technical analysis? You're getting paid by these big firms to do that? And you're getting these interviews on these podcasts to do that? You know, here I am with this completely revolutionary system of doing things that works really well year after year. And these guys are out there getting paid for dirty dozen tools. You know, I got mad, but I got mad at myself. I'm like, I'm just sitting on this. I can do a lot more. And if I can do a lot more, I should do a lot more. Problem was, some of the contacts I had made over time really didn't have the connections to funds and places like that that they had in the past. So I still was able to get a couple of interviews, but they just, they just didn't go very well. Uh, one of them didn't have a whole lot of exposure to Forex, and it didn't feel like they really wanted any. And then the second one was actually interested, but I would have had to relocate and come in to work every day. And I had, again, worked so hard to get out of that lifestyle, I wasn't ready just to jump right back into it. 
So 0 for 2, and I knew there was a big, beautiful world out there as far as people that wouldn't mind having me on maybe as a consultant or something like that. I don't know. I was just throwing ideas around. I, I just couldn't believe that these people were getting hired on and making this extra money, and I wasn't. You know, I felt like I had something I could bring to the table that none of these people could have even ever have come up with. But it was my fault for not putting myself out there, because if you put yourself out there and you actually do have something, good things will happen to you if you just keep at it. Now, I had no idea how these people even became on the radar to these funds to begin with. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that bold step, and I'm going to put myself on the radar of everybody. Now, I'm going to take what I have, I'm going to put it on YouTube, and I'm going to almost use that as a resume, almost like a calling card to say, hey... I have something that works really well here. It's completely unique to anything you've ever seen before. It would be a huge advantage for you to bring me on your team. Come get some. And then I thought, too, well, this will be great. I'll actually be able to help people who want to be helped. I cannot be the only one out there who is watching this echo chamber of Forex education and had gotten super frustrated with the lack of results because I know I'm smart. I know I work hard. I know how to put things together. You know, and maybe not everybody has this morbid creativity to where they can put something like this together, and that's not their fault. You know, maybe I should just put it out there and let the ones who want it come and get it. You know, I'm all about helping people who want to help themselves. So you guys have heard me tell the story before about how I had all those colored index cards laid on, on the floor with different uh, videos on them and notes for the videos and everything like that. And so that's how I initially started to conceptualize it. Um, but then I had to decide, what did I want this channel to look like. Uh, and so I'll answer this question too by answering a question I got about a year ago. And this question is from Michael from Kingston, Jamaica. And Michael asks, Hey VP, congratulations on the success of your Forex channel. I'm wanting to start a financial channel too. Don't worry, it's not Forex. I also come at things with a different approach and I think people would like it. Do you have any tips for me? Now, believe it or not, I've never gotten a question like this before, and, uh, and I, I answered him, and this is what I said. I said, well, Michael, thanks for the question. Uh, first off, you have a financial channel with a Jamaican accent. People are already going to enjoy that. Uh, but my number one piece of advice for not really knowing who you are or exactly what you're trying to start is just make the channel for you. I know that sounds crazy because that's not really what you're doing when you make a YouTube channel. Um, but especially if you have a unique approach and that approach has never been seen before, it's going to be met with a lot more opposition than your everyday run-of-the-mill trading channel where everybody takes this nicey-nice Ned Flanders approach to things. Uh, and even those channels catch shit from people. Uh, but you're probably going to get a lot more because there are all these little groups of very frustrated, miserable people. And they all have this crabs-in-a-bucket syndrome where anybody tries to do really well or is already doing well, they're going to try to pull you back down to their level. And these groups are so varied that no matter what you say or do, you're going to be damned if you do or damned if you don't. So screw them all. Just make the channel for you, and the right people will come. I never thought in a million years that my channel would achieve the success that it did in such a short amount of time. I mean, you got to understand, I'm doing research, I'm watching all these other videos, um, these basic jabroni videos, and they're getting a lot of love. They're getting a lot of thumbs up. They're getting a lot of positive comments. This tells me 
by some weird act of God, is what people want in their Forex education, apparently. And here I am coming with the antithesis of all that. I fully expected most of my videos to get like 10 thumbs up and 35 thumbs down, um, but I was going to be okay with that. I was just going to power through and hope that I didn't get so much negativity towards my channel that YouTube would have shut me down. Uh, because I really didn't know much how YouTube functioned or how they worked, um, which I will address in a minute. Uh, but case in point, if I would have come right out and said, okay, here is some free information, but I also have a paid course. There would have been a huge group of people, maybe you included, dear listener, who would have dismissed me right away and not listened to anything I had to say about Forex trading. You know, because this person's just a huckster. He's just trying to get my money. Um, but then if you put everything out for free, like I did, then there's going to be another group of people out there that are going to say, oh, he's just up to something. We are armchair psychologists, so we are going to sit here and try to figure out what that is and then accuse him of it. So right from the start, you're screwed. If you're going to sit there and try to be a people pleaser, you will have an uphill battle your entire life. I'm not much of a people pleaser in real life either. Now, I had to be when I was waiting tables. drove me crazy. So if I truly am going to make a channel for me, it's going to be very straight to the point and be completely unapologetic from start to finish. Now, what would I want in a channel? Um, well, I learned actually back in 2012, I took a year off from waiting tables to be a consultant for food and beverage. And I learned, and this is kind of obvious, but I didn't really think of it, is how people learn so well when you break every topic down into bite-sized pieces. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take all of these topics and make separate videos just for them and keep them as short as I possibly can. Now you might be saying, haha, some of your videos are very long and drawn out. I'm like, have you seen some people's videos <laughs> that just go on and on and say absolutely nothing and they're two, three hours long sometimes? You know, my channel, Pound for Pound, has pretty short videos for the topic I'm talking about. I also don't want to leave any stones unturned so people aren't confused at the end. So they are pretty thorough at the same time. And then I also want to have that blog to supplement a lot of these videos, especially when I'm mentioning something brand new for the first time. So in case people learn better that way, which I actually do, you know, they can have that there as well. And since I have such a raging case of ADD, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make sure of this. None of my videos or my blog is going to have any ads that interrupt the experience. I'm not desperate for money. I don't need to put these ads on. I still to this day don't understand why places like Forbes and Huffington Post and Business Insider do it. I mean, I have an idea. Like, magazines are totally dying. They need to do everything they can. But it's, it was just so silly and such a bad experience. I didn't want anything with my name attached to it to be that type of experience. And then the podcast came a little later, um, talking about things that really didn't need their own video. Things that I could talk about and cover without the visual aspect of it required. And there's, there are very few Forex podcasts out there, and I think most of them, if not all of them, are interview-based podcasts, um, which just isn't for everybody, and you don't always really learn much from them. You might take little bits and pieces out, but as far as an actual course, like a series that comes out almost like a, like a soap opera does at a constant time, you know, that's what would have really drawn me to a channel and, you know, and held my interest and kept me wanting more. And so that's why I did what I did. I mean, there's your answer right there. Now, all these other little misery groups, uh, the really cynical ones, think I did it for other reasons. Uh, well, I just told you why I did it. But uh, I also did 
start to put ads on my videos, but only at the very beginning. Because again, I don't think most people who don't have channels really understand how the YouTube ad system works. I went two months where I was eligible to put ads on videos, but just didn't because I didn't really know how. And the main thing I didn't know, well, I had this preconceived notion that you either turn ads on or off, and then YouTube decides how they play on your video. So the one thing I really never ever wanted to see on any video that I made were those mid-roll ads, the ones that come on in the middle of the video. You know, so you're trying to pay attention, you're trying to learn something brand new for the first time, and you're dialed in, and all of a sudden some random video for something completely different pops up on your screen and interrupts the experience. I hate those. I would never have put those on my channel, and that's the reason why I avoided them for so long. But if I can make money for the work I put out, and the only annoyance is an ad at the beginning of the video, which you can just easily skip, then I think that's okay. Uh, certain people didn't. They complained, but then they went away after a while. <laughs> you know, you just have to understand, most people don't care. Just because a small handful of people do doesn't mean you change the entire format of what you're trying to accomplish. Then more of these people came around the corner once I started recommending brokers to people. They're like, oh, you just did this to become an IB for brokers and make a bunch of money that way. So first off, I had addressed this before. I didn't think this thing would take off hardly at all. I thought there'd be a lot of opposition. I thought there'd be a small handful of people who really wanted to do the work and really took to it and really put it in because what I had to bring to the table is not really what people wanted. And you would have to be completely delusional to think you're going to start a channel and it's going to get 155,000 subscribers in two years. There's no way that's so unrealistic, especially in more of a niche topic like Forex is. I mean, you'd have to be one of those delusional 12-year-olds that thinks his Fortnite channel is going to blow up because he's just so awesome. Like, it would be completely irrational for a grown adult to do anything based on the assumption that their YouTube channel is going to get 155,000 subscribers in two years. Because if you don't have a whole lot of followers, most of these brokers are probably going to have no interest working with you. I remember the first one that ever came to me um, is somebody I did not end up going with, but they said, hey, we'd like you to become an IB for our broker. And I, I saw that, and I, I saw IB in capital letters, and immediately I thought it was Interactive Brokers, which my firm uses, which I hate. And I wrote back and I was like, look, I want nothing to do with IB. Thank you for your time, but I'm sorry. And uh, there were about four or five emails back and forth. I finally realized that that's not what he was talking about. And I'm like, oh, you want me to be a shill for your broker, like all those people who come in and spam my channel. And I don't want to become one of those people either. Uh, but again, this was just my complete ignorance of the industry itself. Um, so I finally understood what it was. And after doing some research, I couldn't really stand behind the broker that he was proposing. Um, but it seems like after that, I got that first one, like the floodgates just open. Like I did end up on somebody's radar. And then all of these different Forex brokers started coming to me, uh, which I was not ready for. Um, but I'm like, all right. If people are asking me this question all the time anyway, you know, what broker should I go with? So let's drill down and do some deep research on as many of these people as I can and then try to connect people who are actually looking for a broker with the best broker I could possibly find. And I didn't want to add too many. You know, I figured we got a couple international, one for the Americans, uh, one for options, and then hopefully one for Canadians down the road. And has this become another income stream for me all in? Yeah, it has. 
I mean, the chance to hook people up who are asking me all the time anyway with a really great broker and make some money off of that while still charging you absolutely nothing. I mean, who would turn that down? (laughs) But again, the misery police are going to be out there and so help them. If you make any money whatsoever, they're going to come after you. Uh, But just realize how ridiculous these people are and just do whatever you think is right. And again, these guys came to me. The only people I actually went to was Maverick because I love Maverick FX and people kept asking me about prop trading firms too. I saw that, thought that was a slam dunk. And believe me, there is a downside to this. And this, If anything would, would ever keep me up at night, it would be my affiliates because I don't have any control over what they do. They're living, breathing companies with people and regulatory bodies and everything can change on a dime. And even though it wouldn't be me doing these things, I would still feel terrible if I connected somebody with a broker who screwed them over somehow. Um, but so far, it's been a really great experience for those who have joined up. Yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. These brokers absolutely love you guys because a lot of people they get, you have to understand, are just learning how to trade. <laughs> Not only do you guys know how to trade, but you also understand money management, which most people don't. So not only are you in the game, you stay in the game, and that's exactly what they're looking for. Uh, So that's been an absolute joy. But none of these things would have happened had I not just put myself out there. So this goes for everybody. If you think you have something really good, no matter what it is, and you're not stealing from people like me or somebody else, put yourself out there, make the channel for you, screw everybody else, because the people who are going to try to take you down are probably idiots. I mean, who still does these things? I know there's a lot of you out there who have listened to every episode of the podcast, so you've kind of seen this whole thing come around, how these modern-day Galileos would try to figure out why I would make a channel for free. Well, I hate ads, and believe it or not, I wasn't hard up for the money. You know, not everybody who starts a media channel is broke and destitute, but they're all like, oh, he's going to charge for the second half of it. He's just giving you the first half now. And that got shot down. It's like, oh, he's not talking about his top 50 indicators because he's just going to sell all those towards the end. Well, that didn't happen either. Oh, he doesn't even trade Forex. Call my prop firm. (laughs) I mean, just one by one, uh, these things uh, came around and then they stopped coming around. Uh, But what I did not do, and this is something I advise for anybody starting a channel, is allow them to take up too much of my time. Uh, I watched a lot of people, including some of the people who you know I have followed in the past, handle this about as poorly as you possibly could. If you give these bottom feeders any of your time, you have officially lost and you have allowed a bottom feeder to win. Don't do it. If anything, just have your very last uh, video or very last podcast episode as this is kind of address some of the things that might be on some people's minds, might still be in the back of many of your minds. I'm not the type of person that feels the need to explain myself to most people, but, you know, the question is, why did I do this? And a lot of people had ideas in their head of why that was, and most of those ideas were wrong. I thought I had something great. I put myself out there for the purpose of gaining more notoriety and hoping instead of having to chase all these opportunities that maybe opportunities would come my way instead, and it worked. I have a couple of interviews lined up for the first quarter of this year. Now, I don't know if they're going to be any good, but these are opportunities that would not have been there otherwise, I'll tell you that much. Oh, and one other thing. I'm glad I wrote this down. I would have forgotten. Why doesn't VP show his trading results? Now, again, this goes back to me paying attention to the media that was already out there. Um, first off, most people don't, and I totally understand why, and I will explain this in a minute. 
Um, but if anybody out there is going to start their own channel, this part is completely up to you, but let me advise against it. Episode 66 of the podcast, Upside, Downside. There is not much upside to doing it. Unless you are starting a signal service or something like that, then it is your obligation to do that. Um, but apart from that, there is so little upside to posting results and a tremendous amount of downside. Now, as far as people who ask you to show your results, they fall into two groups. The first group is pretty small. Um, they are people who are like, all right, if I'm going to sink some time into this trading channel, I want to follow somebody who does really well. Fair enough. Um, I think common sense would tell you that if I were able to create something that has completely reversed the fortunes of all these traders from around the world, uh, to where a lot of them were doing really poorly and now they're doing really well, um, I myself am probably not a break-even trader. Can we just kind of agree on that? Uh, but then again, they don't really know me, so it's, it's almost a fair question from that end. But the majority of people who will come at you with this question have malicious intent behind it. It's actually a trap, and I've seen this play out so many times, and I've seen people fall right into this trap. So these people, when they ask, they have a line in their head, okay? They have a particular number, like a target number. Let's just say percentage return year over year. And no matter what you tell these people, you are going to lose either way. If your results fall below this number they have in their head, they're going to say, oh, well, you're not shit. They'll say like, oh, in this random anomalous year, the S&P did that, you know, so why should I even follow you? Or whatever, I can do that in two months. And it's usually some other YouTube trading channel with like 10 subscribers. You know, and they're just going to discredit you every single chance they get. It was a setup the whole time. Um, or if you post your results and those results go over that little number they had in their head, what are they going to say? Those results are fake. And then you're like, well, no. And then you show them your account summary. And then they're like, no, those are Photoshopped. <laughs> and then if you say, all right, well, I'll put them up on a place like my FX book. And then they'll come back and say, well, those are inaccurate because, you know, those results only show up after you close a trade. So you might have a really losing trade that you just let go, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be no way to please these people. It is a trap almost every time. And do not allow these shit-eating bottom feeders to take up any of your time and energy. You know, if that means people are just going to have to wonder what kind of results you get, well, then that's just going to have to be how it is. I actually made the mistake of alluding to the results I get. It was in one of the money management videos. Um, it was either like risk or scaling out or ratios, one of those, um, where I mentioned um, the target I shoot for in Forex and how I normally hit it or go above it. And about five minutes after I released that video, I was like, ah, I really shouldn't have done that. There's just no upside, um, but it was already out there. And then when metals came around, I was like, well, you know, I do about the same in metals, but usually just a, a little bit under. So if you are fans of the channel and you put two and two together, you can kind of have an idea of what I normally average every year. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not even my results that matter anyway. It's your results. And people are getting phenomenal results from this channel already. You know, as to date, I have 13 people on the testimonials forum on nononsenseforex.com who were not great traders to begin with, but then became professional traders because of what they have learned here. And that number is just going to grow and grow. And things like this and things like the affiliates coming in and just the overall size and success 
and response of this channel are things I would have never expected in my wildest dreams, but they would have never happened in the first place had I not just taken that step and put myself out there. So, Michael from Kingston, Jamaica, I hope you put yourself out there at some point, whether you've already done it and I just don't know about it or you're about to do it. You know, looking back on two years of this, that is what I can say. Make a channel for you, screw everybody else, put yourself out there, and good things are bound to happen. And this is what you have to do as traders, too. You just have to do it. Put away your doubts, get this thing in motion, get used to losing, get used to winning, be patient, but never stop doing it. Now, I don't want to get motivational here because I, I found myself getting motivational on podcasts where I did not expect to, and to, to the point to where I think I did it too often. And even now, I'm not going to close with anything really motivational. If you need motivation at this point, you're officially a lost cause, all right? Stop consuming content, get to work, and start building. That's it. It's binary. Either you do or you don't. But sincerely, I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Forex Q&A podcast, uh, the YouTube channel at No Nonsense Forex, and NoNonsenseForex.com. There may be more material popping up sporadically down the line, uh, but this is officially the end of the learning material and the end of the Forex Q&A podcast. On behalf of Marco, Frida, Skeptical Beth, Bufus, and all of us here at No Nonsense Forex, we wish you all the best. Take a relentless approach to the way you build, and things should turn out well for you. So go get it.